Hey guys, real quick before this episode starts, a uh, couple notes. First of all, this was supposed to be up in early July, but silly me forgot to edit and upload this. So, sorry! But uh, yeah, this is obviously just a special here. I had my girlfriend do an album a day, I gave her some albums. You'll hear me do a little explanation at the beginning of the episode here, so there's that. Uh... And it also might sound outdated because I know I mentioned like Tyler Creator's new album coming out, but obviously we already covered that. You can even check that episode out. It was like a couple weeks ago. Uh, and another point I want to make too is that if the audio sounds very weird and echoey, it's because we didn't use a microphone for this. We just used uh, our laptop for this one. We used my laptop to record the audio. So mind that. But um, other than that, yeah. Uh, once again, sorry for a little bit late on uploading this, but I mean, yeah. Here it is, better late than never. Enjoy the episode. Yeah! <laughs> what is up everybody? Welcome back to the Music Corner of State Awaits. I'm Nate, and today we're doing something a little bit special here. So as you know, I'm doing the album a day every day uh, for 2021. But I thought it would be kind of cool if we had somebody else do this with me as well. Different albums, of course, just so that we don't have to like do exactly what I listen to, especially because most of it is random of what I listen to. But I devised 30 albums, mostly all albums that have been a big part of my life in some way. And I have let my girlfriend, Shauna, listen to these albums. Say hi, Shauna. That's me. Hello. I'm the Shauna. So... I am very, I have a terrible memory, um, <laughs> and it is now July 1st, and I mean, we're going back a whole month. I mean, I don't, mm-hmm. so we'll hope for the best. I We wrote down the ratings, um, so we'll see if I remember what <laughs> what I actually thought of them. Right, and if you don't, I mean, that's fine. I also have like other stuff I could say about it. Um, and yeah, and also if you're not familiar, Shauna has been on a few of our episodes now. She's been on like, what, three other ones? Maybe two other ones? Something like that. I was on, I want to say like the third one, Mm -hmm. and then, um, I took over your podcast to talk about the Black Eyed Peas. Yes. And then I ran, I went on a rant about Demi Lovato, and I think that was it. Yes. So yeah, three episodes, and this is your fourth one, so yay! Look at me, it's all about me! Alright, so, with that out of the way, let's get on into it here for Shauna. On day one, we listened to, well, she listened to, uh, the self-titled Deftones album. So, whatever you can remember, take it away. (laughs) So, I don't remember a ton, but I know Deftones in general, and I feel like I remember being like, it sounds like every other Deftones song. Yeah, you actually said that. I'm pretty sure (laughs) word for word. Um... So, I mean, it was fine. It's chill. It's not, um, I don't know. I don't think it's anything, like, special, per se. Um, like, I feel like a lot of bands could have made the exact same album, and it would have, I don't know. I don't, do, do you know what I'm trying to say? I do, but I think with Deftones, it's just like they're their own unique band and everything. So if anyone was going to make the album like theirs, they would have had inspiration from Deftones, you know? Well, right. I mean, I feel like this progression in sound was kind of going to happen either way, whether or not Deftones was in it. I'm just saying the band itself is not like a game changer. 
What you mean? I mean, I don't think it is. Oh, this album? Oh, you mean the album? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant the band. I'm like, they're not a game changer. What do you mean? Well, to be fair, I don't know what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that was basically sounds like every other Deftone song. Nothing really special about this one. But I did overall enjoy it. Not sure if I would go back to it. But I did like it. I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. There you go. Yeah, uh, this one was actually the second or third album I listened to ever from them. Uh, it's a bit different in the sense of, like, there's a lot more, I'd say, distortion in, like, the instruments and vocals. They almost kind of, like, did a shoegazy thing. Uh, except, you know, it wasn't over the top, I would say. But you're right, it does sound like every other Deftone song, at least around that time. But it's still a good album. Still worth checking out, I'd say. Mm-hmm. But all right, moving along, we have Linkin Park's Meteora. Take it away. I really liked this album. Mm-hmm. Um, I recognized some of the songs from it, and they were all songs that I liked. Um, so just in general, I like Linkin Park. I think they're fun. I They really remind me of my... <laughs> My middle school days. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. in the best way possible, really. <laughs> um, it's like if my middle school experience was good, it would be this album. <laughs> <laughs> um, it fits in really well with my other, like, I was super into, like, Evanescence and, like, Paramore at the time. Fly Fly- I feel like this could have gone really well in that, mm-hmm. you know, in that era. So... It's really, it's really, I don't want to say fun because some of the songs were sad, but like it's fun (laughs) (laughs) and it's easy to listen to. It keeps my attention, which is a pretty hard thing to do. Um, And I would listen to it again. I may still listen to it again. So eight out of 10. Yeah. And this is the album, too, that has, like, the big, some of their big singles, such as, you know, Breaking the Habit, Faint, and probably their, like, second biggest song, I would say, uh, Numb. Uh, yeah, and it's an iconic album. Definitely, I definitely agree with the middle school thing, because, like, that's when I first listened to it in its entirety, and, like... I, I think I told you this one, but, like, when I was going to North Carolina in seventh grade for, like, a wedding, this was, like, the only album we had in the car, but, like, it still is just, like, it never got old. Mm-hmm. So, like, even listen to it so many times, whether we were, like, listening to it while in North Carolina or on our way back or whatever, it was still, like, such a, a big, pivotal moment in my uh, musical experience, I'd say. So, yeah, Lincoln Park Meteora, excellent album. Next title fight hyperview <laughs> go ahead honestly this one and the next one i straight up barely remember i remember that at the time i really did not like them they i don't do you remember why i, str- I oh really i don't know i know why i didn't like hyperview because it had the shoegaze vibes and you, I, yeah. you don't like shoegaze i'm not a shoegaze and it's person. like and i'm gonna point out too this isn't like the distorted shoegaze i would say i mean yes there's like a little bit but um it's just the very mellow side of it where it's like i, I will say it's very sad in terms of like you know 
the feeling you get and just the sounds that are coming off of this and even lyrically too i mean this is not like a happy uplifting album while there are moments of more upbeat you know instrumentation it's still like not the happiest album i mean it's a gray black and white looking album cover anyway so looking at that alone you're like oh this is gonna be something (laughs) i just really don't like shoegaze i think in general it's even if it has happy lyrics it still just kind of brings me down. Right. You know? It just kind of makes me sad. It's like, if I want to be sad, I want to be sad. Not just passively in a bad mood. Right. Like, I'll pull on Paramore and get sad with her lyrics or whatever. More of Evanescence. Paramore's fair, fun. Fair. Well, they're fun musically, but the lyrics are like, oh, that's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, some of them. Especially, like, After Laughter. Like, that's like a happy-sounding album. And then it's like, you read the lyrics, you're like, oh. oh. <laughs> it is kind of sad. Yeah, huh? So that one I gave a 4 out of 10. Right. Not Uh, great. I expected this. I I took a bullet wound, though, because of that, though, because this is a huge, huge album that, like, I have so much inspiration from, just musically and just, like, in my own life. I mean, when when I'm happy, when I'm sad, I will listen to this album. It is just so good to me. it has literally, in today's day and age, become one of my all-time favorite albums, period. But I did expect this, and, you know, I get it. I understand. It's not for you. Rip. R.I.P. <laughs> uh, next, we have Stone Temple Pilots' Core. Go ahead, Shauna. I also didn't like that one, and I also am not sure why. That one wasn't shoegaze. No, that was grunge. Yeah. They had the harnah, like that yeah. kind of style. Oh, right. And I, what did I say about it? Um, there was, <laughs> the one song was, I'm not the one who was so far. And I oh, was like, reminded me, you I, yeah, I was like, every song sounds like that. <laughs> every song sounds like voodoo by Godsmack. <laughs> it just was not. Oh. oh, Danny made an appearance. Cameo! <laughs> Danny, get off me. Your nails are into me. Aww. Um, she didn't like the album either. She didn't like it either. I get it. <laughs> so, if I didn't like the voice. Right. I mean, the, that's pretty much it. The that, yardling. Yeah, that really just the voice ruined it for me. Because instrumentally, you didn't really cut your neck hair, but you didn't really mind it. Yeah, I I mean, I think that if it was a different voice, but the same everything else, I would probably have liked it a lot more. Mm-hmm. So that one was a four and a half. Right, because you at least enjoyed it a little bit more than Title Fight. Yeah, it right. had some redeeming qualities. Yeah, um, no, this one, I mean, for me, it's classic. All of these, of course, have, I'm just going to briefly mention why I put it on here and all, but like, I mean, for this one in particular, uh, eighth grade had a big grunge phase, like... Big. I never. I didn't look grunge in any way, shape, or form. It's it, true. I didn't. Like you've seen the photos <laughs> of me. I wore American Eagle and Amber, or not Amber uh, American Eagle and Aeropostale. Like <laughs> every day at school. You know, I did maybe some band shirts, like a Nirvana shirt, whatever. But like, were you even allowed in Hot Topic? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it took a year later. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I could have gone in there, but I wasn't even shopping there yet. Like that was not the phase quite yet. I've gotten maybe one shirt or two from there because my dad and I would go in there too but like even then I was not like a part of that scene yeah. yet but um no Core is from front to back mainly a really good 
really good album. I think there's only one song on there that I really don't care for, and I think nobody even remembers either. It's like, I don't know, it's like a minute and some second song where it's just very weird and the black sheep of the album, but no, if you're a grunge fan, this is a go-to, 100%. But now, moving along, we have one that I know you're gonna really like, uh, Three Days Grace's self-titled album. I really love Three Days Grace in general. Mm-hmm. Um. And you never listened to this one before, either. No, but I knew a lot of the songs. Yeah, because that one was, like, when they first started, the big hits was already coming out. Right. Um, so it was nice that I knew a lot of the songs. Mm-hmm. Then, like, if I zoned out or anything, I'd be like, hey, I know this one. Right. You know? <laughs> um, I just really like the style. I think that one fit. I don't want to say also with the middle school because it's, like, a little more exciting than, well. Well, I, I wouldn't say that. See, the no. lyrics are still pretty sad. But it's more, I don't know, not necessarily upbeat, but just, like, better. (laughs) Harder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's a little more um, Shauna's music taste mature. Um, Mm, Okay, okay. It's the next level. Exactly, exactly. So I, like, Linkin Park, I would listen to today. As, like, knowing, oh, I would have liked this back then, you know, but Three Days Grace, I listened to it, like, I could really like this now, mm-hmm. you know. Still now, yeah. So, I think that's the difference in that. I also gave that one an 8 out of 10, but it's a it's a high 8 out of 10. <laughs> it's, a high, it's a strong 8 out of 10. It's a strong 8. Right. I mean, that one, this one was one of those albums that I listened to when I played soccer, on the way to, like, I remember very specifically when I did indoor soccer, <laughs> and uh, every time my dad and I would drive from North Ridgeville to uh, Oberlin, uh, which is about the uh, the length of that drive is roughly the length of the album, so it was, like, mwah, perfect. But that was, like, one of the f- couple albums I listened to on the way there to, like, you know, kind of get hyped, you know? And it did. I mean, I pff, anytime I listen to music on the way to soccer, I'm, I'm ready, dude. Like... Gotta get myself up there. Were you even good at soccer? I was, actually. Oh. I was I was pretty good, I'd say. I wasn't, like, the best. I... Oh, car. Um, I wasn't say I'm, like, the best at all by any means, because I'm not going to be like, oh, I, I was great. But I played mid, so that meant I had to go forward and def- defend, too, when I had to. Um, yeah, and I've had some really good moments, too, in soccer, but, like, you know. That's besides the point. I was really, really bad at soccer, so I just expect everybody else to have been bad at it, too. (laughs) Fair, right. But, uh, no, this album was just, it had all the hits, you know, Just Like You, I Hate Everything About You. Oh, I love that song. Who does it, honestly? Like, you're crazy if you don't. Uh, Also, another smaller one was Home. But that whole album, to me, is just so memorable, especially the opening track, Burn. I mean, like, that ending to the song with, like, just the instrumentals was, ugh, it's great. So fucking good. But yeah, moving along now, we have another grunge album here, Nirvana's Nevermind. Sean has never listened to this, and it shocks me. No. But, but let's hear your thoughts. So, I feel like I have to like Nirvana, because if, if from my perspective, everybody loves Nirvana. <laughs> so, I was listening to it, really, really, really trying to like it. 
and I just didn't. And I still feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you thought it was okay. Yeah, I didn't greatly dislike it. Not I, like Stone Temple Pilots. Right. I understand why people like it. I don't think it should be as... Well, from my perspective, I don't think it should be as hype as it is. You know, because literally everybody loves Nirvana. <laughs> right. So, what's your favorite song? Smells like Teen Spirit. Right, right. Um, but I gave that one a six out of ten. Just wasn't my thing. I guess I understand how people are like super into it, but it is just mm, moderate thumbs down. Moderate thumbs down, right? And like that's the thing too with grunge is like that is an acquired taste because right. while yes, it was such a big movement that like allowed us to have these, like, you know, different bands at the time and, like, completely kill hair metal and the hair rock bands and all that and, like, just get, like, a more, I don't want to say dull, but, like, definitely, like, a darker sense of, like... More chill, maybe? Not even chill, I would say. More just, like, hey, this is real. Like, not as showy. Oh, like, hair metal. Like, it was like, yeah, like, yeah, no, this is, like... I'm going to tell you some deep shit. Right. You know? And Nirvana's, like, no exception at all. I mean, yes, Nevermind was a very big album. Debatably overhyped. I totally get it. Overrated as well, especially with the Heaven Smells Like Teen Spirit. I get it. But, um, I mean, it was a pivotal moment in music history. And, like I said, it's an acquired taste. I get it. I, I love the album. Again, Grunge Era, 8th grade. Album that was on repeat. You know? You know how it is. Uh, coming up here now, though, we have Pink Floyd's Animals. Animals. It's like Danny. It's like Danny. She's an animal. She's a pet, but still an animal. <laughs> um, so, Pink Floyd is another band I feel like I have to like. Because <laughs> everyone likes it. Exactly. The entire time that I was listening, I was like, please like this album. Please <laughs> like this album. I liked it more than Nirvana, but I didn't like it as much as I wanted to. I gave it a 7 out of 10, and I felt really bad. <laughs> well, like, what was it that you didn't like, if you remember? Do you not remember? I don't, but I do remember that at one point I told you Nirvana and Pink Floyd live really close together in my brain, and you were like, you gotta get away from yeah. that. <laughs> Pink Floyd is like progressive rock and psychedelic shit, and Nirvana is just grunge. I but don't know why. Were they around the same time? No. Then Pink- why do I think that? I don't know. Pink Floyd was in the se- That album at least came out in the 70s, and Nirvana came out in like 91. Huh. I don't know. I don't know, dude. They're both bands that are not necessarily... They're both bands that are very uh, hyped in terms of culture and right. media. You know? Right. Um, the, the, they are, like... Yeah, they're just pretty popular, popular bands from, like, back in the day. Um, I also felt like it was also maybe because the songs were longer. Like, there was, like, short... It's only five songs, but they were all, with the exception of the first and last track, like, very long. I am not much one for long songs. So, that also... I mean, dogs, like... One of the longest ones there. I think that was like, I want to say like 18 minutes alone. Oh my goodness. Maybe a little bit less. I, it could be a bit less, but I remember it was like, I'm pretty sure in the teens. I know for a fact it was in the teens, um, if I'm not mistaken. But I get it. Yeah. Animals is just my favorite Pink Floyd album. I had to put that in there. I mean, I could have put in the wall. If I put in the wall, 
It, actually, no, it would have been pointless. We watched the wall of the movie, yeah. so we already you already know it. And then, like, the other ones, I mean, maybe you'd like Dark Side of the Moon, but, like, I felt like everybody knew that, and I thought you would have, but, I mean, you don't even know Nevermind no. prior, so. Um, I don't know, maybe next time. I'll just show you that in the side. A little bit of a side thing there. But um, I just wanted to put my favorite Pink Floyd album in this one. Mm-hmm. But next we have one that you really liked based on this rating, Rise Against the Sufferer and the Witness. I really like Rise Against. I don't know why. Because they're fucking good. <laughs> I mean, you're right. Um, I think this isn't the one that I knew them for. Oh, no, you knew them for the uh, uh, Savior, the song. That's not appeal, yeah. to re- that's not appeal to reason. Yeah, you're probably right. But I definitely knew them beforehand. There are a couple, um, I mean, just a handful of bands here that I didn't know beforehand. But this was one that I was excited for. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That kind of goes in the the group of my somewhat more mature emo... The the things that I would still like now that I probably would have also liked back in the day. Um, I gave this one an eight and a f- an eight and a half, but I'm wondering why I. I guess I'm wondering why I didn't put Three Days Grace higher, because I I liked. Uh, you might have just vibed with Rise Against more. I guess that, so. that album specifically. Yeah. Someone that has uh, the good le- or well has the good left undone. Yes, but it has the uh, other one, uh, "Prayer of the Refugee." That one's like their biggest song. The don't hold me up. The yeah, yeah, that, that is that is a banger. That is a banger. Yeah, and I mean they also have a uh, "Ready to Fall" on there too. That was another popular one for the band. Um, I think the reason I chose this one is because like it was like you know both one of my personal favorites by the band and like. I don't know, it just seems like there was more of a... It was, like, the beginning of, like, even a more mature sound of them. You know, because, like... I don't know, there was just something about that album that... It, it hit me more than their other albums. So I was like, yeah, why not? Let's put that in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, moving along. Brand new. The Devil and God Are Raging Inside Me. That was the, uh... The emo one that was, like, you know... It was, like, kind of chill, but, like... The lyrics were, like, fucking depressing. <laughs> I don't know if you, that helps. Um, I remember that I liked it, but I have no idea why. Um, I mean, I gave it a 7 out of 10, so I think it must have been pretty good. <laughs> I mean, right. Right. Um, I don't know. What? I was, was pulling up the album cover here. What did I tell you that I liked it? <laughs> You generally just told me, like, you're like, yeah, I liked it. That album cover is very Halloween. It is. It's very folly looking. That makes me happy. And, like, you you listen to the album, you're like, wow, this is actually really fucking sad. Yeah, I I think I liked the sound with that one. I wouldn't necessarily go back to it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's one of those, like, if you played it in the car, I'd be like, hey, I know this. But right. I, I wouldn't ever ask you to play it. Right. Play me some brand new. I just want to get really sad. Right. Like, I am I like sad music in moderation. That's what I was saying. If I want to listen to sad music, I want to be depressed. I'm not trying to be, like, just, uh, right. just a little sad. Oh, mer. Right. Like, no. Give me full-on 
suicidal or give me nothing at all. <laughs> Please and thank you. But uh, yeah, he said seven out of ten for that one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this one with us. This was like a gateway band for me in terms of like the whole alt rock indie emo kind of thing that like is pretty popular. You know, like with bands like I don't know, Citizen, Turnover, even Tidal Fight. You know. But brand new, like this album at least, you, if you find somebody who's like a big fan of them, or at least like knows the, like that style of music well, like that is a band that they will talk about for days, like, whew, especially this album, this album in particular is like the big brand new album. That and I guess Deja, what was it called? Deja something? Deja Vu? Not de- it's not Deja Vu, it's like got a weird name to it. Uh, Deja Entendu, am I saying that correctly? I'm guessing it's Entendu, but I don't know. Deja Entendu, yeah, that's like the other one that everyone talks about, but I don't, I think Devil and God are, is better. I mean, I don't know, I think Deja and Tandu is just like a little bit weaker, if I'm gonna be honest. I mean, I'll go back to it and listen to it again. Maybe I'm missing something. Uh, maybe I'll cry tomorrow at work when I uh, <laughs> do listen to it. Um, but no, I mean, this album was just incredible. Uh, it's very unfortunate that the band is no longer after uh, being uh, canceled, but uh, you know, what are you gonna do? I would like you to figure out how many bands on this list have been canceled. Um, you know, I really, believe it or not, they are the only one. Wow. Well, oh no, Issues, but that's only because of the well, yeah. Tyler, but like... One person. Right, yeah, the whole band isn't done yet, but Brand New did because of the singer as Lame. well. Right, but hey, what are you gonna do? Well, speaking of getting cancelled... And speaking of Issues, <laughs> uh, Issues, Headspace is the next album. <laughs> Go ahead. So, I really like Beautiful Oblivion by Mm -hmm. Issues. Um, So, I also listened to... I like the one before... What's that one called? Oh, the the self-title? The one with, like, Mad at Myself? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's their debut. I like that one as well. Um, So... But I didn't know how I was going to feel about another one, because you gave me some pretty good, like, with the other, here's what this is going to sound like, you know, but you didn't really tell me much about this, I only knew that they used to be a little bit harder. Oh, oh, you're talking about issues, like the album? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because I did, yeah, yeah, that was the, and it's surprising, too, because we went from the self-titled, but then around that time, too, the uh, Beautiful Oblivion came out, and, like, we just completely skipped over the second one. Yeah. Which... To be fair, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the second album. It's just that in comparison to the debut and Beautiful Oblivion, those two are, like, surpassed that one by a mile. By a long shot, even. Yeah, I agree. I was just kind of fine with it. Um, I ended up giving it a seven and a half, but a lot of that rating came from me liking issues, not from me liking the album. Yeah. Um... And I realized that at the time that I gave it a seven and a half, but I was like, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's issues, whatever. They're talented. They're talented boys. Yeah. Um, yeah, that like I said, that one is like the least memorable one, but it still has its highlights. I mean, that was like the big yeah. with just the second album, that was like a big shift in their sound. I mean, because you had like the more electronic y metalcore stuff on the self titled album. But on yeah. this one, you got more experimentation. I mean, like they have a song that was like Nearly full on country almost, 
you got like you know some more of that R and B and like rap hip hop kind of vibes too throughout it with uh you know the DJ and sampling on there, um, but also like the metalcore songs too. Like uh, Blue Wall was like definitely one of the heavier ones. Uh, they even slowed it down at the end with uh, the song "Slow Me Down." <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a very diverse album. But I think Beautiful Oblivion is like the most diverse, the, both the most diverse and like. It's a matured version of Headspace, 100%. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, moving along. Of Mice and Men, The Flood. This, um, I really like this one, and I don't remember why. Uh, I have a feeling it's because of the vocal, like, the clean vocals, you know? Because, like, I don't know, like, I, that's mainly what everybody likes about this one, too. I mean, it's like an OG metalcore album from, like, you know, the early 2010s and like he had to like that does sound fun you know right and then it's like you know like that's, I see how that's fun right that's exciting like there's a lot of exciting metalcore moments on that one mm-hmm. um yeah I've definitely that's one that I probably would not have liked back in the day. Right. But I like now. Because of me. Because of you. Was that the one that I was like, I'm giving it whatever, and you were like, that's because of me? Was that this band? Uh, it might have been later on, actually, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was this band, so. <laughs> yeah, because I ended up giving it an eight, eight and a half. Right. I mean, that one, no, you told me that. I was like, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Um, yeah, this album was, like, big with my, uh, Sad Bitch Boy era, uh, which was only brief. It was only, like, half a year. Uh, but, like, it was also a big moment in, like, my, uh, metal taste as well, because this is an album that, like, you know, kind of influenced that side of metal, the metalcore side, so I have to give a lot of credit for that album, for sure. And now, moving along, we have a Dance Game and Dance album. We have Acceptance Speech. This is, like, one of the only ones I knew that, like... You'd be both somewhat interested in and uh, haven't heard, so go ahead. Yeah, um, in general, I feel mostly positive about Dance Gavin Dance, Mm -hmm. really because I know that you like them so much. (laughs) (laughs) So I think this was kind of another, it's rating was based on who they are, not necessarily what the album was. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, cause I mean, it was, it was fine. It was all right. It could live in a playlist that I made, you know, but I don't know if I would listen to it by itself. Right. Just a whole album through again. Um, but because it's Dan to and Dance and because you love it so much and because I like some of their other songs, I ended up giving it a seven out of ten. Right. Now, did you listen to the, uh... I forget which one. Did you listen to the original mixing or did you listen to the newer mixing? I think I did the newer one. Okay. Because I was going to say, too, like, the older mixing was just very, like, weird. And, like, I would have also get like given you credit if you just took points off because of that. Because Tillian's voice sounded, like, a little off, mainly because, like, it doesn't sound like anything like the other albums that he's on. It's It was just very weird, especially because they didn't have the same uh, 
producer for that album, but as they do for their other ones. But this was my first ever Dance Game and Dance album I listened to. Uh, and at first, the first time I heard it, I really didn't like it at all, even though I bought it and everything on CD. And I never listened to it for, like, months. And then one day I was like, I'm going to give it another shot. Why not? And then I really liked it. So <laughs> it's kind of stuck with me since then. But, uh, yeah. Next year we have 10 Years, The Autumn Effect. No clue. You don't remember a single thing about that? Nah, not even a little bit. That well, uh, that was the one with like the bird on there, and like he didn't, he never screams at all. But like some of the instrumentals were like pretty heavy, and like he's just kind of like that. It's almost like Sleep Token, except his voice isn't that deep. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just the best way to put it in, but it doesn't seem like you really remember. No, not at all. Seven out of ten. <laughs> awesome. She gave it the average score. <laughs> um, yeah, no, ten years out of the fact that one I can tell you for me, whew, that album is incredible. It's a, it's a big go-to album, uh, if I'm ever, like, really feeling that band. And just some sort of, like, you know, atmospheric kind of music, too. Something that's, I mean, even in the name, it's something that has, like, a really fall, autumn feel to it, you know? And even just looking at the album cover, it still gives me, like, those fall 2015 vibes when I was really, like, you know, listening to this album religiously, almost. It's a very excellent album, especially if you love alt metal, for sure. Uh, next here, Pearl Jams 10. It's another grunge one. It is also another one that I feel like I have to like. <laughs> because Pearl Jam is one of those names that everybody knows, mm-hmm. and everybody can name at least one song, you know? And I... I don't, I don't remember why I was eh. Well, there's more yardling. There's a... Yeah, there was, it might have been that one that I, really my critique was I just didn't like the quality of the screams. Right. Um, and not to say, oh, I said that they don't sound difficult. Oh, to like, as a band like this? Like, it's not impressive. Oh. Um. Well, you know, I'm pretty sure that this album actually came out before. It was the same year, but it came out before Nevermind, and it really didn't get attention until Nevermind blew up. It's kind of weird, you know? Yeah, that is weird. But, I mean, I get it. I think I, I think that's another one where just the vocals don't, don't do it for me. You just don't like grunge. No. That's just, yeah. Yeah, six out of ten. Close the book on that one. Uh, I mean, it's Pearl Jam. Once again, eighth grade, grunge era, boom. One of the top albums to listen to. If you haven't heard the album yet, I don't know what you're doing. Just go to it. <laughs> All I can say about that one. Uh, next we have, though, Tyler the Creator's Wolf. I really wanted to like this one, but I didn't expect to because apparently Igor is a masterpiece, but I don't really like it that much. You, we meme Igor a bit still. I mean, I love the album, don't get me wrong, but, like, I love to meme it, especially with, like, you know, just going, like, please don't leave me. Yeah. Please, please don't, don't leave me. Please, please don't leave <laughs> Like, we meme that album. It's great. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I also get why you wouldn't like it. It's very weird and different. 
It is very weird and different. I don't think I don't like it because it's weird and different. I think it's because... Um, I just don't like how it sounds. It does I mean, I know that was the choice for the production, but like, yeah, it's very weird mixing and everything for it. Um, however, that's not the one we're talking about. Right. Wolf, um, just, just didn't do it for me. Um, not, not vibing. I think there were a couple times that I was like, what? What is this? <laughs> what did he just say? This is... So... Was it one of his, like, edgier lyrics? Or probably. Probably. Just very... Very eye-roll. Very ugh. Very... Why? Oh, no. You, no, you, by, you know I remember? Hmm. I remember you did, like, one part of it when, like, uh, for the song, uh, I, uh, I Fucking Hate You... Uh, when he was like, can we get some color? It was like yellow. Like, can I get some yellow? Like, that's good. I fucking hate you, oh, but I love you. I thought that was the funniest thing. I think you said yellow. It was a yellow or green or something like that, but yeah. <laughs> like, just those stupid things. Just 10 out of 10 on the stupid things. Maybe I would have given this a lower rating if it didn't make me laugh so much. Right, Who right. Knows? You never know. Well, what was your final rating you said? Uh, five out of ten. Five out of ten, right, yeah. Uh, this one I hold in such high regard mainly because that this is like the first rap album I ever listened to in its entirety. I don't remember if it was this one or Gambino's Because the Internet, but I'm pretty sure this one came first because this one I remember the most and I think is the better of the two anyway. Um, but, yeah, I just... I still think it's his best album, even after Igor, even after the new album, which we'll be talking about soon, uh, and even Flower Boy, you know, I still think I hold Wolf to such a high regard, especially for being such an inspiration to uh, my rap likings, you know? But, uh, yeah, surprisingly, 36 minutes in, we are at the halfway point now here, but uh, before we continue, let's have a word from our sponsor. And we are back. I'm still here. It's still Nate and Shauna. We still got albums to talk about. Uh, and let's start it off now with Thrice's The Artist in the Ambulance. <laughs> Shauna is shaking her head. Um, It couldn't have been that great because I could not tell you a single thing about that album. And we just looked over some songs, too. We sure did. And I already don't remember <laughs> seems pretty forgettable to me. Um, so I don't remember why, but I gave it a 6 out of 10. There you go. Uh, I can tell you, though, that this album is actually, like, a very shocking discovery for me in terms of, like, post-hardcore and everything, because around the time that I was getting more and more into that style and genre, um, Thrice, the, this album kind of, like, came to my attention, and I instantly loved it from the moment like the album started i was like hooked you know with like especially sounds like a was it a paper tigers uh oh my god what was the other one well stare at the sun um silhouette that's right silhouette was a really good one too i just i love how they were able to like balance it too with like the heavy instrumentals and then you know kind of like a clean a raspy clean style of singing along with some screams here and there throughout the album it's i love it i think it's an excellent album excellent work of post hardcore 
Sounds about right. Sounds about me. Six out of ten. <laughs> Six out of ten for Sean. Uh, but next year, Reflections, the color clear, one of the uh, only uh, metal bands that you actually really like dig, you know, in some way. Yeah, I mean, of metal, I think Reflections is my favorite. Um, and oh. you got to interview them. I did get, yeah, and that's on there too. That is that's a fun interview that I did with them. I mean, Smash and I both did that with them. That's wild. I think that's so cool. <laughs> it's really cool. I'll tell you though, right, the reason that this band is like one of Sean's favorites, we were coming home, uh, I picked her up <laughs> the one day, and like, uh, she was like, uh, coming back from vacation and all, and she was like, Nate, I need like the heaviest stuff to listen to right now. I came back from a very um, good, wholesome trip with my family, and I was like, I need the heaviest thing that you can give me right now. <laughs> now, at first, I did, I think I did, like, Ghost Mane. And then, like, I think I did Meyer Lore, and then we settled on that one. Wait, no! I'm sorry. That was a different thing. I know what happened. We were coming home from a dinner with them. And, like, uh, it was a bit wholesome, you know? And we are just like, all right, I, just, I, I asked her, I'm like, can I put on something heavy? And she's like, yeah, go ahead. Like, I'm all for it. And I put on the uh, Reflections Willow album, their most recent one. And then, like, after, like, two songs, I was like, all right, I'm just going to put it on to the weekend. And then Shauna was like, can you actually put it back on Willow? <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I won't say no to that. And, yeah, we listened to the rest of the album on the way back, and she was hooked. But uh, that's the only album she heard. The Color Clear... She never dabbled in yet. I might have played, like, a song. Yeah, I probably played one of those songs for you. I know the one that was, like, where you said, like, as time ticks by, I sit and wonder why I ever gave a fuck about anything. Um, oh, shoot. Reflection has, like, my favorite one. Wait, don't tell me. I know what it is. That's off Willow. I know which one you're talking about, but it's off Willow. Um, I didn't... I didn't ask for this fucking life to tell the truth. I would rather die every time. I'm like, same. Like, every single time. <laughs> and, like The fact that it's an opening to like the album, too. Yeah. It's like, preach. It's the funniest thing. But the color clear. How'd you feel about that one? Um, it was okay. I think I like their most recent one a lot more. Really? Yeah. You like the raw heaviness of that one, I think. I guess. It might just be because it was the history that I have with that album. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Because I don't, in general, I don't really like metal, but this is like my favorite metal out of that. I overall gave it a 6 out of 10 because it's not necessarily my cup of tea, but it's the... For somebody who doesn't like tea, this is my favorite kind. <laughs> right, right. And, like, I mean, this album is a bit different, I would say, too, than uh, Willow. Willow is just heavy, you know? It's not, like, melodic that much by any means. I mean, there's at moments, you know, if you listen closely, like, you'll hear some cool guitar work, but it, it's just the chugs and breakdowns, and lots of low, unclean vocals. Lots of lows. I think that it's just the perfect thing for when I'm like, okay, this day has been too pure for me. I, yeah. I, need, to, I need to unwind. I need to just get all of my chill here. And it's not like too crazy enough for where you're just like, oh, this is too much, you right. know? This is like, oh. 
there it is. Just the... Right. It's like, thank you, now I can continue. Right, exactly. Yeah, and the color clear, I mean, for me, that one is one of the all-time best metal albums for me in general. Like, wow. Period. I know, and from such a... I mean, in comparison to, like, metal bands and the whole genre in general, um, that's saying a lot. Especially because these guys aren't, like, anywhere near as, like, big and in leagues as, like, I don't know, to name a couple bands, like Parkway Drive, The Artist Murder, August Burns Red, I mean, whatever have you in the metalcore genre, or deathcore even, too. But, no, this is just a beautifully done album that lyrically and, like, instrumentally is reflections at their best. And I know that they can't make another album like that. I, well, I mean, I can't say can't. You never say never. You, They could come out of nowhere with something that's, like, leagues ahead of that album. I mean, they are amazing instrumentalists. Jake is an awesome vocalist. Um, I would almost even say he's an underrated metal vocalist. But The Color Clear, man, that just holds, a like, a, such a spot in my heart that, like, the journey you go through with that 10-track album is just immaculate. It's... Mm, mwah, love it. 10 out of 10. Uh, but next here, another metal album here, we have Loathe, The Cold Sun. We did talk about Loathe uh, last year with their uh, I Let It In and It Took Everything album, which was... Uh, did that make... That didn't make my top 10. It made my top 20. But, I mean, we never really went over our top 20. That was just a, you know, for the record... Well, off the record uh, for the podcast terms... Uh, I still really love that album, though. It still made it that high. But The Cold Sun is their debut. So, what did you think of that one? <laughs> it's also not my favorite, which is kind of just because it's metal. Um, I didn't like this one as much as I liked Reflections, but we, we meme the other one a lot. But like, the I album let cover. It in and it took yeah, everything. like I don't know. What can I say for an example? Like, do you remember when I would say? I mean, it would be something like you know, uh, for the sake of argument, just like you know, uh, man, like you know, allowed. Well, like, let's say you ate, like, Chipotle, and it had a lot of beans and something, and you were going to have to take a real, real terrible poop later. Right. Or, like... (laughs) I let it in and it took everything. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Or, like, even, like, for me, like, uh, I would, like, think of, like, uh, I don't know. I was going to say, like, Midsummer. you know? Yeah. Something like that. Like, you know, I let it in and it took everything. I mean, she did. If you're thinking in terms of the movie, she lost, like, her whole family and everything, and, like... Her depression just kind of, like, fed on her until, you know, she did lose everything. But then she was also happy at the end. So it was kind of a weird, a weird moment. So yeah. not the best example, but you get you get the point here. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway. So I, I gave it some meme points with that. <laughs> so it ended up being a 6 out of 10, but it's a lower 6 than Reflections Fair, is. Right, yeah. I mean... I get it, too. This album also, like, for me, I I still really love this album. I think, you know, I will say that this album is actually neck and neck with I Let It In, mainly because, like, if it was, this album, The Cold Sun, has, like, the, the, the best heavier tracks, I would say, almost, or at least the most cohesiveness in the album than I Let It In, but, uh, the problem with this one is that it has, like, three or four interludes 
that take up like 12 tracks of the album. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I mean, it's fine. It's kind of cool. They're cool. Don't get me wrong. It's very uh, atmospheric. At least some of them are. But that's what kind of like lowers it a little bit. And then I lit it in and took everything. I mean, like it's an excellent album. But like the big thing with that one is that like I felt like there was moments where they were just ripping off Deftones a little bit too much that I'm like, I mean, I see that you're inspired, but, I mean, it's obvious now at this point, you know, so. Both albums are really good, though. Very excellent works of metal from the boys. Um, but, yeah, moving along. Uh, era. Drift. Go ahead. Era, era. Era, era. I do that literally every time. Every time I say the name, I'm like, hey, era's going on tour. Era, era, era. <laughs> Every time. Um, I liked it. Thank you. Thank you. Anthony Fantano right here. <laughs> Anthony Fantano, Shauna Wolf, forever. <laughs> um, I, I really... This middle of the month albums... It's a bit of a loss, but, you know, yeah. we're trying. She's trying. I, I am. I really do not remember much. Um, I could say that, like, the first time I ever played you an era song, you really liked it because of the cleans, like, yeah. the singing. Yeah, it is, I mean, very good voice, very nice. Um, I'm pretty sure his name is actually, like, I'm not kidding, I'm pretty sure it's Johnny Cash, if I'm not hilarious. mistaken. I'm like, hey... Um, very pretty artwork. Mm-hmm, with the jellyfish, um, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, and I literally couldn't tell you anything else. Seven and a half. <laughs> Seven and a half. <laughs> the way you're doing that is just reminding me of, like, yeah, I really love this, I really love this video, like, thanks for uploading it. Unsubscribed. <laughs> That's, right. that's the vibe I'm getting from that. <laughs> um, no, but Drift is like a really... It's an album that like you kind of have to be in the mood in, or at least I have to be in the mood in to listen to. If I just really want a lot of like weedly weedlies in my metal music, uh, that's a really good go-to. Can you please give me an example? When... What? Like... Just just do it for me. No. Like how like that first Thanks. track starts. That's all like, I need. I mean, it's a great progressive metalcore, but um, yeah, I just I thought I still think that this is like their best album too, next to their Neon album. Uh, and we also you we reviewed them earlier this year as well. Remember their self-titled one? You were on that episode because we did that with Demi Lovato and all of them. Mm-hmm. So. Probably don't remember what that one sounds like. Not at all. <laughs> but I mean, I think you liked it. You know, I think you gave it an eight out of ten or something like that. I believe you. Right. I mean, I give this one a seven and a half, so I think it's pretty fair to say it's, it would. Right. Right. Yeah. It makes sense. But uh, yeah, moving along. Chevelle, wonder what's next. Six out of ten. Just gonna. Okay, so next. Actually, you gave it a six and a half. Excuse you. Oh my goodness, look at that. Um, you saw red again. That's why you're like, oh shit, the half. <laughs> that was, um, oh, I just listened to the song that I recognized. You did Send the Pain Below and the Red. What was, was the Send the Pain Below? Much like suffocating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, I like... I, I mean, I like the overall vibe, but just, 
I don't know. The vocals, the, I think lyrics to some extent, um, eh, but I like the vibe. Six and a half. There you go. Uh, yeah, Chevelle was one of the albums I got into in my metal phase, like, when I first got into it, you know? And, well, they're not, like, you know, the heaviest band in the world, by any means. Uh, they're still a good gateway, especially with, like, alt metal and new metal, with this album specifically. And a lot of these songs have just stuck out to me the most. I'll always remember, though, that, like, the song, uh, Closure will always be, like, my least favorite Chevelle song, just because it's just... Ugh, I don't, I don't like the build-up at all. And the only redeemable thing is, like, the ending of the song, where, like, it gets kind of heavier, you know, compared to most of the the actual song. Ugh, I, I can't do that song. But everything else in the album's great. Even the acoustic check at the end, the One Lonely Visit, or One Lonely Visitor, something like that. Uh, but yeah, next here, another album, well, an album that you really didn't like, Mudvayne, LD50. I don't remember why I didn't like that. Do you remember why I didn't like that? Yeah, because you said the vocal style was not... You just did not like it at all. It just wasn't for you. Yeah. He was like... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right, because there's... And it wasn't even... It's not like even like deathcore or anything like that. It's like it's new metal. Right, because his... I remember like his vocals and his... He's like singing and his screams were kind of like always an in between. He was never like just singing, it was always like a little bit of like the The raspy thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um and from what I remember, even when he was screaming, he was like screaming on pitch basically. Mm-hmm. So it's like pick one, my guy. Don't do this weird in between screamy like pick one. Right. Four and a half. Four and a half. I'll I'll always love Mudvayne. I mean, their later albums weren't the best, but I mean, their first three albums, whew, they are untouchable, I'd have to say. And this one being their debut and everything, I mean, everybody knows, if you're in the metal community, you know Dig. You know the memes of it, the Berberding memes. You know, that's where that one comes from. And like, even then, I mean, that song is incredible, but like other songs too, like uh, Death Blooms awesome prod which is like a i feel like nobody really talks about that song but i think that's like an underrated song i really love that one uh other good ones like cradle internal primates forever like it's a great new metal album i have to say especially for a debut uh next here we got go back to the metal core architects all our gods have abandoned us and indeed they have <laughs> preach um i Knew of Architects that I knew of this album, so that gave them some points, because I already knew them. Um, I think it's the same thing, I'm just, I'm not a huge fan of the style. So, like, the genre. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't, like, do anything wrong, or, like, personally offend me in any way. <laughs> you made music! <laughs> it's just not really, not really my thing, so I gave it a pretty neutral 7 out of 10. Fair, yeah. Our, I mean, Architects, we've reviewed them, we've talked about them, I, at least I've talked about them more in the past. Uh, this album is still their best album. It's, a re- it's and it's very sad, too, just like the whole story, like, or like just thinking about it now, too, with uh, their guitarist, Tom, who 
passed away like that same year, I'm pretty sure, if not the following year to cancer that he was battling since like 2016 or so, or I don't remember when Lost Forever, Lost Together came out, whatever that album name is. Um, but yeah, it was just, it, just that whole thought of it too, and like the lyrical content and everything, it's just, oh, it's deep. It's deep shit, but excellent album nevertheless, especially for metalcore. Uh, next here we have Beartooth's Disgusting. What you got? How did that one go? That was like the, the, the I mean... It was like the it was like the hardcore and metalcore thing where like you know it was like I don't know I, mean, I don't want to just sing one song because it, it was like this is for the kids with the beaten down lips pants trying to Oh, I remember yeah. that one. And then like even like uh, in between like up on the mountain, I see down below. He's in a self-control. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. You make a copyright strike. My thanks, Donna. <laughs> Um, I really liked that album. I think it, um, kind of did away with some of the things I wasn't super fond of in the genre and highlighted the things that I do like. Yeah. Um, so, still not like a 10 out of 10, not my favorite, but much better than some other things that are still technically in the same genre, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So I gave that one an 8 out of 10. Yeah, and I mentioned this actually in the last episode when we reviewed the new Beartooth album. Disgusting was, like, honestly their peak. Even being as a debut album, I still think that that's the peak of the band. Because after that, they just kind of, like, kept a very steady sound and didn't really do much with it. Um, But this one, like, it's mainly because of the production value. I mean, it's not the best production by any means, but, like, the rawness of it and, like, how, like messy it sounded was what made that album like a good blend of metalcore and hardcore and like something that you don't really get every day especially now and they executed that perfectly like the best in any band can do in that genre for real next though we have bring me the horizons that's the spirit i like bring me the horizon um they i've known the name for a very long time um, I think I tried to listen to them when I was in, like, middle school, and I was like, that's too hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's too hard. That's too heavy for me. Well, in your, in your defense, though, I mean, that they were still pretty heavy, like, heavier in middle school, when you and I were in middle school, so mm-hmm. it's like, I get it. Yeah. Because that's, Sim Paternal didn't even come out just yet. That wasn't until, like, our freshman year. Or, like, at least going into uh, freshman year that summer. Mm-hmm. So, I get it. Um, but, in general, I've always really liked their sound. The only reason I didn't listen to them earlier was because they were too heavy for me. <laughs> um, but now, obviously, I've gotten a lot more okay with that. So, it's much more... I don't want to say tolerable because that sounds like kind of a negative thing, but I it's much better in my perspective than it used to be. Mm-hmm. So I also give that one an eight out of ten. Yeah, this was the big game changer for the band too. Well, I'm gonna say I'm gonna call it the second big game changer because the first one was Sem Paternal, where it was basically getting metalcore in like the mainstream. Because I'm pretty sure that got on like the top ten Billboard 
if I'm not mistaken. You know, right, pretty impressive. And I think all the albums after that even did too. Or at least, I mean, I know for sure they got on the billboards pretty high, but um, yeah, that's the spirit. They they even went a little bit more on the hard rocker side of things. Hard rock-ish. I mean, I still think it's like more alt-metal, but like they also had like more pop elements, and that also divided a lot of fans too on this one. They were like, oh, they're fucking pop now, what the fuck? And then they put out Amo, and that was even more pop, and then they're like, all right, yeah, here's a post-human, uh, what was, it, what was that, post-human something survival or whatever, the EP from la- uh, last year. Which was just pure, like, metal, you know? Oh. And it's like, alright, alright, so they can do everything, basically, I see. They are the best in what they do in the genre. They are literally the best band, period. I mean, everyone is literally copying them and Architects at this point, so it's like, you know, if you're being copied, you're doing something right. But, uh, yeah, moving along. Incubus, make yourself. Don't remember. We listened to that on the way back from... Actually, it was last week, yeah, on the way back from my mom's. It was a really chill, like, you know, it was, like, a little heavy somewhat in the instrumentals, and, like, very, it was very stonery, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm not much one for stonery music. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Usually, well, that kind of implies shoegaze in my mind. I don't consider shoegaze stoner music, but I'm sure a lot of stoners listen to it. Yeah. Um... So, I it wasn't quite, like, too chill for me to not like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't too, like, heavy for me to not like it. It was a pretty happy in between. Yeah. Um, kind of like right in the middle for you. Yeah, it really was. So, 7 out of 10. Yep. Uh, I still think this is the best Incubus album, hence why I chose it. Um... First one I listened to by them, too. It took me a while before I actually fully listened to Incubus, and then one day I was like, dude, I should listen to them. And I knew, like, Drive, because everybody knows Drive. Oh, yeah, everybody knows Drive. Right. Are you saying sarcastically? Yeah, because I don't know Drive. (laughs) You did! What? When we listened to it, you did say, oh, yeah, I know this song. Probably because you played it for me. Right. But, like, it's also, like, a... <laughs> like, in terms of, like, the, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, I mean, it was still a pretty popular song, you know? So, uh, yeah, I, it's a great album. That and Pardon Me, too, are, like, the biggest songs on there. Um, Next, Polyphia. New Levels, New Devils. Remember that one? That was the instrumental album. I do remember that and one. And we've seen them live. Yeah. I really liked that album. Mm-hmm. I really liked that album a lot. Um, in some of, I mean, in some of these albums, the vocals totally ruined it. You know, like, I would have liked it so much more if the vocals either weren't there or were a different person. Right. And in this one, they weren't there. So... With the exception of the one song, but that one yeah. song, it fit. It mm-hmm. was very fitting for that song. Mm-hmm. Um... So, I don't like to um, pay super close attention to music if you haven't um, realized that by now. So, having a, like, instrumental-only band, just music in general, really fits my taste, you could say. Yeah. Um, and just the general, it was... It was groovy, it was vibing, it was, but it wasn't, 
I don't know. It wasn't too far in like one genre or another. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, because a lot of kind of the more no vocals vibey thing is like lo-fi or like jazz. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But it took elements of that and then it took elements from like the metal world. Mm-hmm. It's just a really good mix of everything. And I love that. So I gave it an eight and a half. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the only instrumental albums I, like, really enjoy myself. Mm-hmm. I remember I was actually in Kent still. Like, I was still going to Kent. And I don't remember if I was, like, recommended this or, like, if I just saw the album in passing. Because I do remember seeing, like, Anthony Fantano did a review on it, you know? And he actually gave it an 8 out of 10, which is high for his standards. I'm like, it's that good, huh? So I was like, all right, you know, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's listen to it. And... To my wildest surprise, yes, it is that good, in fact. Like, for just only instrumentals, they make it fun and unique. And, you know, that's how you do it. That's how you do it in the game. And like I said, we've seen them live. They are, they're great live. Mm-hmm. That crowd, they, they were moshing. The crowd, there was a mosh pit for them. And they were even encouraging it. It was, it, it was, was awesome. It was so good. That whole, it was uh, when we saw Issues. It was Issues, Polyphia, Lil Aaron and good old uh, Lil Aaron <laughs> and Sleep Token. Um, if you can't tell from that little sarcasm there, uh, Lil Aaron was not good by any means. In fact, the crowd did not care for Lil Aaron that much either. It was a very like a woo kind of thing. That, How y'all doing tonight? Uh, That's literally it, how it was. like right, like literally, like I think I heard like a good ten people like from different sides of the room, like a yeah. It was like. <laughs> Oh, I don't know why they had to have him on the... I mean, they had him on the tour for, like, diversity, because it was a very diverse show, if you really think about it. Yeah. Because you started pretty dark with Sleep Token, you know, and then you had Lil' Aaron get the rap stuff in. Ugh. Then you had Polyphia with their, you know, their jazzy, metal-y kind of fusion in metal, instrumentally. And, and then it, you got whatever the heck Issues was doing with Beautiful Oblivion. Right, so it was like the perfect, it was the perfect storm. No? Yeah. Excellent show, really. One of like, it's up there for me. Yeah. One of my favorites. Me too. Uh, next here though, A Day to Remember, Homesick. I like A Day to Remember. Let's go! Okay, I just had to do that. Thank you. Um, that gave me some time to look up what the album looked like. Right. Um, That's an iconic album cover for, like, you know. It is. The modern emo. Um, this is the one that has a disrespect your Yeah. A lot of solid um, comedy has come out of oh, yes. just that. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I really liked it because of that. I had listened to this album once, like, years ago, I think. Um, or maybe, like, some songs, maybe even. Yeah. Um, just because, like, I, I definitely recognized the the album cover, the band name, some of the songs, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but I definitely liked it more this time around than any other time I had heard of them. Right, and you do the Have Faith in Me. The one I said, I never let you go. Oh, I really like that one. Yeah, yeah. That one is just like, it's so cute. It is a wholesome song. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, I really.
that one. It made me happy. Seven and a half. Seven and a half? All right. Yeah. I mean, it's a day to remember. How can you not like them? Especially that that era of a day to remember is just mwah. Um, in terms of their best album, it's either it's up there. It's just I I need to listen to that one and um uh oh my god why am I forgetting the name oh uh for those who have heart the one before that one because that one I really like that one too a lot so it's between those two in terms of the best but I mean homesick is the most iconic one so hence why I had to put that on there. But next we have Glassjaw, Worship and Tribute. How did that one? What was that one? That was the one post-hardcore one. He kind of had that style with like the... Many faces travel Yep. Do you remember that one? I Enough. I remember enough. Um, I don't like that style of singing. Yeah, I know. It is annoying. <laughs> um, and... Sorry. I'm just so bored by that album. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Just, uh, those are my thoughts. Yeah. Uh, five and a half. Yeah, I hear ya. Um... I get it too. I mean, it, their style is not for everybody, but man, that album, I just had to put that there because that is such, you know, a lot of bands actually take a big influence from Glassjaw, like heavily. So it's like, they're no nobodies. They have definitely made a name for themselves. Um, then why hadn't I heard of them? Because you're not a part of the scene. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they're very, they're a very interesting post-hardcore alt metal kind of band, you know, but it's not for everybody. It's an acquired taste, I have to say. Not for me, that's for sure. Mm-mm. But we're now on to the final two here. First, Seven Dust Seasons. I, these last two, I listened on the same day because I... Because she's a cheater. Yeah, I am a cheater. And I specifically remember, I was just... Listening to Seven Dust, I was like, can this please stop? (laughs) Can I please just be done now and say that this month was only, like, 28 days long? Like, I... And then it was finally over. And I was like, thank God. (laughs) I don't even... I I don't even remember why I hated it. I was just like, get this away from me. (laughs) I, I was shocked a little bit. I was like, really? You don't like that? I don't know, man. I like I don't even remember what it sounded like. I was just like, I need this to not. Probably a good thing, though. I guess. I guess so. I gave that one a four out of ten. Yeah, Seven Dust is. I don't know why. Like, I, I told you this too, but everybody I've shown Seven Dust to, they're just kind of like, yeah. I'm like, what do you mean, man? Like, I, I really fuck with them. I really like Seven Dust. Their new album, though, that we uh, talked about last year. I'm pretty sure it was last year, because I don't think it came out this year, but. Nevertheless, that was awful. That album was really bad. I don't remember a single thing off that album either. Like, they... I mean, they're getting older, too. I get it. And, like, they already have, like, a fine discography anyway. So, like, it's just one of those things where, like, I mean, I'm sure they just put out an album for the hell of it. Um, and plus, you know, be consistent. But you don't need to anymore. You're good. You got you got all their good songs. Just ride that wave, you know? Mm-hmm. 
That's enough. That's enough. Thank you. Go go to your room. Right. Um, but Seasons, though, is the first album I ever listened to by the band in its entirety, and it's stuck to me ever since high school, and I still think it's up there as the best album of theirs. Uh, that one and uh, Home are kind of, like, tied, I'd say. And, I guess, Animosity, but, like, Animosity is just, like, one that, like, I always kind of, like... I, I really enjoy that one, but I just kind of, like, put that to the side. I just, I tend to, you know? just happens. But, uh, now to the last one. Fair to Midland, Arrows and Anchors. <laughs> this one was funny because it was about an hour long. Yeah, it was like 51 minutes or something um, like that. Yeah. And this was the last one. I was in the home stretch. And I was just so ready to be done with this. It is really hard to listen to a new album every day. <laughs> I mean, at least for me, like, I don't got the time or the patience or the will to listen to an album. I every somewhat day. I somewhat did force her, you know. Yeah. I, I really did push it like, hey, you wanted to do this, so you gotta do it. You and know? I I did say that I would do it. And I gave some leeway for the ones that like, you know, if she skipped a day and listened to two in one day, I was like, that's alright. But like, gotta listen to them all. Yeah. So I made my way through. I persevered. And this one seemed like an entire other month. It was just so long. <laughs> and I did really like it in the beginning. Like, I, I was vibing. I was having a good time. Mm-hmm. And then every, uh, just every additional song, I was like, I just please, please be the last song. <laughs> and then there was another one. And then there was another one. The last one was like eight minutes. I thought it was like 10, yeah, 8 or 10 minutes. Yeah, something like that. And I was like, can I please, can I please just like cut it at the four minute mark? Just please. <laughs> and you were like, okay. I was like, oh, oh, I'm done. I did it. <laughs> so that one, I mean, it was fine. It sounded good and I liked it. But if it could have just been like 20 minutes shorter. That would have been great. You're like, if it could just not, that'd be great. Literally. Um, yeah, I'll find a rating. Oh, 7 out of 10. Yeah. Um, this one actually Sebastian gave a recommendation because I recommended it to him a while back. Um, it's just such an interesting album because it, like, blends alt metal with, like, a little bit of folk and then just, like, some of the heaviest vocals I've ever heard in general that isn't, like, a deathcore or death metal song. Excuse me. Um... Like, Ricky Tiggy Tabby, whew, those vocals, those screams on that one are unreal at times. It's just the, how deep he goes and everything, too. It's it's crazy. It's a crazy song. It's a great album, too. Like, I, every time I go back to it, I'm always really pleased. Especially, like, when you get to, like, one of the songs that, like, starts off with a fucking banjo. Like, excuse me? And then, like, kind of, like, follows up with, like, this, like, really, like, heavy new metal rift. And, like, I think there's, like, some violin, too. It's it, it's crazy. It was really cool. It's an album that you don't get every day. And it's a, it's a shame that that band really isn't around anymore. But I still have to put it in there because it's such a different album. You know? It's, it's different. Mm-hmm. But, um, that's it. That Wow, this was way longer than I expected. But, I mean, hey, you got, you got your takes here. Um... Shauna, as much as it was a struggle, thank you for doing this. I hope you uh, yeah, you, you learned a lesson. What lesson? Never do albums every day. 
never do it again. Never do it again. Um, but you got some new music in you. You know, you yeah. like some stuff. I mean, I definitely... We just have such different lives. We live together every day, and yet somehow our lives are completely different. In terms of music, yes. Yeah. Like, I don't... And then there's me, I'm just like, alright, I'm on my, I'm on the month of July with every album, I listen to an album every day. Yeah. Every time you say that, of like, okay, I'm gonna listen to my album a day, I'm like, okay, cool, and now that I did it, I'm like, how? (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't get it. It's crazy, but, I mean, it's fun. I love doing it. I think it's fun, and I love documenting it, you know? But, yeah, that's gonna do with this episode. Shauna, thank you for joining me. Thank you. You're welcome. And we will see you guys in the next episode. This has been Music Corner Rift 808s, and we are signing off.